What's up, guys? What? What's up, guys? And welcome back to another Chatterday Saturday. <laughs> I'm your host, T. Teddy. And I'm your host, Brooke. And if you can't tell, Tori's four beers in at this point. Put some respect on my name. I'm three beers in. Um, the only disclaimer we have is if you're a piece of shit and you were in our lives once, this motherfucking episode is about you. And the best part of having a podcast is that I get to let you guys figure out which story is about you. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, I used to be very like, I don't want to start shade. I don't want to start tea. I'm at the point in my life, I don't give a fuck. If you were shitty to me, sounds like a you problem. So here's your tape. I literally live by the motto, if you didn't do anything shitty to me, I wouldn't have anything to talk about. So if you are mad that I have a story about you, you shouldn't have fucking done something stupid. That's the real tea on Spill the Tea. So just to lighten the mood, speaking of toxic friendships, Tori and I, I'm totally joking. Tori and I, we have a very playful relationship to the point I think people get legitimately concerned for how we talk to each other. But Tori and I, we do it with love. Um, If you guys have seen the TikTok trend going around, because once again, I have nothing better to do with my adult life than sit on an app made for 14-year-olds. There is a trend going around where you roast each other with the, it's the, and then you insert like a bad trait for me. So Tori and I are going to start off this episode with a little roast session. And you do it until one of you gets insecure, which will most likely be me. All right, kick it off, Brooke. It's the fake nails for me. It's the abandonment issues for me. It's the teen pregnancy for me. It's the older men loving for me. It's the teaching your teen pregnant child. (laughs) It's the teaching your child from the teen pregnancy bad baby songs for me. It's the dead dog ducky for me. That shit hurted it, but we're moving on. It's the only having one sibling who doesn't even like you for me. It's the having three siblings and only one of them likes you, barely, but likes me more for me. It's the box die for me. It's the I don't want to be blonde, I want to be brunette. Just kidding, I don't want to be blonde. Just kidding, I want to be brunette. I can't pick a fucking style for me. I mean, she's not fucking wrong. (laughs) And it's not that either of us got insecure. We're just dumb enough to not come up with anything else. So there's a little roast session for no, you. Mm-mm. It's oh. it's the four puff bars in one hand for me, and that's it. It's the three beers in an hour for me. <laughs> that's on alcoholism. Just kidding. I'm not an alcoholic. Okay, tequila, Tori. Uh, big facts. I like to shake my ass in the club every three months. So if you see me at Alleged, know it's my three-month go. I have never met another person who only drinks picklebacks at the club. And when they don't provide her pickle juice, she brings her own from home and shoves it in her purse. Okay, so I don't bring a flask of alcohol to the bar. I bring a flask of pickle juice to the bar. Because they just give you fucking water with some salt and some food coloring. And that's bullshit. I want some Clausen grade A fucking pickles. If you don't know the best pickle, it's Clausen. Don't hit me with that Vlasic shit. You are disgusting. Yeah, I've never met another person who is more adamant about her pickle selection. Literally, we go out to eat and she's like, I wonder what kind of pickles they use. I'm like, I don't know, whatever fucking kind you get in bulk, probably. If it's not Clausen, I don't want it. 
And that's my take. And I heavily stand by that. And if you say there's another pickle out there better than Clawson and I taste it and it's not better than Clawson, I'm going to your house and I'm beating up your mom. Kara, you better run. Because <laughs> I'm a Vlasic bitch through and through. Kara, no shade, but now I got to kick your ass. I'm so sorry. Anyways, we are going to be talking about toxic friendships today. I have had a few, to say the least. I'm trying to be nice to myself. I've also had quite a few toxic friendships, some of which I played a part in. Some of which were just really fucked up and I didn't do shit. What a bitch. It was okay to be the person who is toxic in the friendship, like Tori, in ours. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But I think what's important is realizing you were toxic and being better in your future friendships. And unfortunately, there are some motherfuckers who will never fucking get that they were the problem and will deny to this day, to this fucking day, and convince your mom that you were the problem. Yeah, I'm talking about you, Kara. I was not the problem. Be nice to me. Yeah, and like I said, I have definitely contributed to my own toxic friendships. I've done some toxic shit. And you know what? I may expose myself in this episode and tell you guys a little bit about that. But we have two major stories. Because both of us were burned deeply. Deeply. By some bitch-ass, trifling, snaky-ass motherfuckers. Alright? So, let's get into this. You know who you are. You know who this fucking story is about. It actually involves a trio. But mostly... The single digit that fucked us all. Her name rhymes with Savannah. So Savannah and I were mutual friends. We actually had a couple friends in common. Hence mutual friends. I'm a fucking idiot. Um, But then we started talking on Twitter. You know, we tweet each other like, oh, you're so cute. No, you're cute. And then I don't even know how we started hanging out, but we became friends. And we got close like pretty fast. And like we went through some shit together. Like, she was there through, like, my darkest times. And honestly, like, I thought, you know, after everything that happened with me, like, and she was so comforting and there for me and she, like, reassured me and cared about me. I was like, wow, you know, she really gives a fuck about me. Like, this is a really good friend. And so I opened up way more to her. I got closer with her and we were actually going to move in together. And then what had happened was um, she started hanging out with this girl who, that's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole other story, but... This girl basically is my arch nemesis. Not anymore. I'm a fucking adult. But she's like my arch nemesis. And she went and told her everything about me. Everything, including like my biggest shame, my suicide attempt. She went and told her like deep, 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 deep secrets that really she shouldn't have been telling anybody in the first place. But it is someone who posed as my friend for so long to sit and to my face be so nice to me and so kind to me and then to use every single secret I ever told her to basically just start shit with this other girl who already had beef with me so like there was nothing else that needed to be said she already fucking hated me it's just to talk shit and like that really fucked me up to be honest but to this day she still follows me on social media pretending like nothing fucking happened she still likes my Instagram pictures and it's like you know what I'm an adult and I'm over it like, but at the same time, like, stay the fuck out of my life. I don't want to see your name. I don't want to hear your name. You fucked me over so bad. And to do that and to tell secrets of somebody that was once your friend, I would never. I would never, just because I'm not friends with someone anymore, go and talk all this shit on them and tell people. And the thing is, is we weren't even not friends anymore. We were still fucking friends. 
we're still friends and she turned her back and was like oh yeah yeah and so for that you're a fucking snake savannah and you know who you are and like i said i am not holding any grudges but i don't i have no need in my life to associate with this girl to hang out with this girl to associate with anyone who associates with her because i know how snaky and shit talking she can be because I know if I tell a friend something that friend may mention it to her and then that's going to get around to every fucking person I hate it was like a whole plot of like how deeply can we talk shit and make up shit and like it went from telling secrets which at least if you're going to talk shit I guess you're talking shit about true things to bullshit fucking blatant lies and that's where I was like you're a c-word see you next Tuesday Savannah my toxic friendship was not necessarily as much like going behind my back. Um, to kind of set the scene, my friendship originally started with me and another girl who we're going to call June. I. All right. So to set the scene, the friendship had actually started between me and another girl who we're going to call June. Um, June and I had been friends since I was 15. Um, she is about five years older than me. But we had kind of gotten close because we worked together and she was also close with my mom, who I also worked with at the time. Um, June and I had been friends for a super long time. Um, You know, kind of like we would lose contact here and there in between, you know, through job changes. But we always seemed to kind of like come back to each other. Um, Her family was close with my family and, you know, we were very good friends. Well, one day someone I went to high school posted on Facebook that their girlfriend was looking for a job. She was moving down from Salt Lake and would be in the Ogden area. Well, I worked in the Ogden area at the time. We were short-staffed. I was like, hey, you know, I'll message him. So like I said, I message him and I'm like, hey, my job is hiring and I'll have her come down, fill out an application. We'll get her set up with an interview. Well, this is when Tabby comes along. Tabby comes, fills out an application, gets hired, and she starts working in the classroom that I worked in. About like three or four months went by. You know, we were coworkers, but nothing more. And then, you know, we kind of just started we or started to realize we had a lot of things in common. And that's when June, Tabby, and I kind of became a trio. We were very, very close. I mean, literally, we used to call ourselves the quote unquote girl gang. Yeah. Anyways, we were super close. We spent almost every single day together. The guy I was dating at the time lived in Montana. Um, so I kind of had a lot of free time. Um, you know, these girls pretty much were my family. They were at every family event, every birthday party, everything, you name it. Fast forward, sometimes goes by. Um, I meet Joe and I did something that was not really the best on my part. And I decided I you know, my ex and I had been having a fallout for a very long time. We were very toxic together, which toxic relationships is a whole nother episode. I'm not even going to open that can of worms today. But we decide, well, I decided to break things off. Joe and I started dating. Um, there was some, not tension, um, but during the breakup, there was a lot of stuff on Twitter that went down and Tabby was very like, I'm on your side. I mean, defended me, which I was very quiet on social media at the time because I obviously, you know, was interested in someone else while I was dating someone else. Not the best on my part, but that's besides the point. Um, 
I think the original tension started when I kind of couldn't make every second of my day about Tabby any longer, and I started a new relationship. Um, kind of rewind a little bit. I had a miscarriage back in November of 2018. 2018, and um, it was super hard on me. But you know, Tabby and June were very supportive. We were very close, and you know, I got through it. Well, um, shortly later, Tabby announced that she was pregnant, which was also, you know, obviously a very kind of hard thing to come to terms with that. I just lost my baby and she got to have hers. But I made sure that I was very involved with everything she was doing. I threw her gender reveal. I threw her baby shower. I invited all of her family down from Salt Lake. I mean, the whole nine yards spent lots of my money just to kind of make her feel important and to make her know that I was you know, going to be involved in her life and her baby's life. Um, I started a new job while she was pregnant and I kind of started getting closer to some other friends. I had um, gotten closer with Tori, who I met. And like I said, Tabby was very, I mean, she was upset. I started a new relationship. She was upset. I was starting new friendships and we kind of were getting in like little spouts here and there. Um, just about, you know, she felt like I was quote unquote replacing her and that was not at all the case. To add, Tabby fucking hated my fucking guts. So fuck you, Tabby. Fuck you for fucking up my bitch Brooke. And there was really no reason to hate her. Like, it's not like I was bailing on Tabby to go and do things with Tori at all. You know, I'm still making time for everyone in my day, you know, doing the whole nine yards. But like I said, she was kind of very controlling of what I was doing with my life. Well. We have this huge falling out. She tells me how I replaced her. I was never there for her during her pregnancy, which keep in mind, I busted my ass throwing baby showers, bridal showers. I mean, being involved in the pregnancy announcement, the whole nine yards. Like, I was fucking there for her through and through. And for someone to say, hey, you weren't doing enough when I was going through a hard time mentally was kind of a slap in my face. Tabby and I kind of, we lose touch. Um... But June and I were still in contact and, you know, Tabby and I are both reaching out to June saying, like, what can I do to fix this? Too much discretion. You know, a ton of people told me, like, don't even fucking waste your time. And what did I do? I tried. About another three months went by and it was just kind of like bitchy comments behind my back, um, like tweets on Twitter that I wasn't added at, but I knew 100% were directed at me, you know, the whole nine yards. And that just fucking hurt because like I was literally doing my best. And for someone to say like, hey, you're not doing enough. That was shitty. Um, The friendship breakup went on for God. It felt like forever, but it was about six months, like how long we tried and tried to reconnect, you know, would stop talking, would continue talking, would stop talking. And finally it got to the point where like, my fiance was like, this is not good for your mental health. My friends were saying this is not good for your mental health. And if anyone knows my brother, Carson, who I know is going to listen to this episode and know just who I'm talking about. I love you, Carson. The new favorite sister. Anyways, um, my brother is very, I mean, he doesn't give a shit about anyone. And he openly told me how much he did not like Tabby and how, you know, for different reasons, not just she was mean to me, but there was a lot of shit going on behind the scenes. And he was like, I don't fucking like her. 
And it pretty much just was a very long breakup. But I remember there were points where like my depression was so bad because it felt like leaving a toxic relationship. Like I wanted to make it work, but I was tired of being gaslighted and manipulated and being talked at or talked about behind my back on social media the whole nine yards. And um, like I said, this person worked with my mom kind of, you know, told my mom certain things that didn't happen. It kind of like had me feeling very like angry towards my mom and I was like okay so not only are you trying to turn away my friends June and my mom against me but like co-workers the whole nine yards um I think one of the worst parts about that friendship though was that I had been friends with June like I said since I was 15 so over five years and the whole time during the thing she never once stood up for me And to this day, I mean, she'll message me on Snapchat and see how I'm doing, but it's like she'll never, you know, do anything that Tabby can see or Tabby will know of because, you know, they're friends still. And that just sucked because I lost like someone that I considered to be family um, and one of my best friends. But obviously, you know, I made a ton of new friendships. I am doing really, really well. And sometimes you just got to let the toxic people go so you can grow. And like I said, Tabby treated me like shit also, so fuck Tabby if you're listening to this. Fuck you. Fuck everything about you. Anyways, um, I want to tell a story about when I was toxic in a friendship. So when I was a junior in high school, I was skipping classes to go hang out with my baby daddy because I moved in the middle of my junior year, and so no, I was still going to my old school, so I didn't have to switch schools even though we moved closer to a different high school. But I had to skip two classes because I lived so far away from my school to <laughs> to see him for one of his classes. So I was missing a lot of school. My mom found out. She was like, all right, you're moving. You're moving to different schools. You're walking to school now. And I was like, cool. So she took away my car. I started walking to school. And long story short, whatever, me and my baby daddy break up. I'm going to a whole new school. I'm like, what do I even do? Like, I don't know anybody. So I become friends with this group of girls and they were kick-ass. Like they invited me in. I was like seven months pregnant. (laughs) So they were like good friends to me, to be honest. Like I'm not going to lie at all and say that they were like, I was toxic because they were toxic. No, I was, (laughs) they were all super nice to me, invited me in. I was pregnant. And then when I had my baby, they all came to the hospital to see my baby. Like they were good friends. And uh, so they hung out with me they were awesome. They stuck by me. Well, you know, I had my son... Um, it was November of my senior year. So, um, we all graduated. He was about six months old and I had one friend going out of state for college. I had another friend going out of state for college. I had a couple that were moving to different cities in Utah and we all kind of just split up. And, you know, I mean, I wasn't with like in their friend group for very long. So it was hard for me to like keep those relationships because, we all had relationships, but there was like 10 of us. So it was hard to like keep really strong bonds with everybody because I wasn't like super, super, super close to anybody. I hadn't been friends with all of them for years, you know? So it's about six months after we graduate. I haven't really talked to any of them. I'm just doing my own thing, making my new friends, whatever, just kind of dealing with life. And then I start hanging out with this guy and this other guy. And one of them happened to be an ex-boyfriend of one of the girls in the group. And at first I was like, whatever, we can be friends. Like, 
they were friends with my baby daddy. I'm like, that's not weird. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. This is cool. And I was really hanging out with this other guy who brought along this guy. So I was like, there's nothing wrong with this, you know? Well, we ended up dating. And this girl, like one of the girls in the group was, she was pissed. She was fucking pissed. And back then I was like, she's being dramatic. You know, she's moved on with another guy. She's living with this other guy, you know, like, why does it even matter? And now that I look back at it, I'm like, no, that was so toxic of me. Like, even though we weren't super close, like, the fact that I dated her ex is, like, the biggest fucking girl code break you could ever do. And I would never, ever repeat that because that was shitty. And, like, since then, me and the girl have talked about it and I've apologized and she's apologized for everything. And and they're actually married now. So that's a crazy plot twist. And they're having a baby. So congratulations. I'm very happy for you. I'm sorry I was such a bitch. And like I said, there's definitely been times where I've been the toxic person in the friendship as much as I can say, like, as much as I wish I could say, like, no, they were toxic or this, this or that. Like, kind of like becoming an adult is realizing the shitty things you've done. And I know that I have done many shitty things. Um, There was a girl in high school that um, we were kind of friends, but not super, super close. Um. Well, because of some mutual friends, we ended up getting close. Um, But because of the other group of girls that I were friends with, one of them didn't like her. And so, like, when I was around that group of friends, like, they would kind of talk and I wouldn't stand up for her or I would kind of, like, chime in to feel like I was fitting in. And we have definitely um, reconnected and I've apologized for the things I've said. Um, You know, she's forgiven me. We've hung out a couple times since high school and things like that. But yeah, you know, being in high school, obviously, like you kind of just want to fit in with what's convenient at the time. And I definitely was one of those people that, you know, like I would be like, okay, this is my friend group of the day. Like, I swear to God, like I obviously had a close group of friends, but because they didn't like this girl when I was around them. Like I would kind of chime in on gossip and things like that. And we've definitely apologized to each other. I mean, she did nothing wrong, but I apologized and, you know, she's accepted my apology and we've tried our, you know, we've tried our best to move on. Um, we're not friends anymore, not because of like the gossip that happened in high school. It's just that we aren't close and that's fine. Like we're not, not friends. We're just acquaintances. Um, but it was one of those things that like looking back and being the girl who was being talked about behind your back and things like that, like you kind of rethink and you like realize like, okay, that was shitty. I was shitty. And, you know, that's part of being an adult is realizing the things you've done wrong and moving forward from them and like making your best effort to not be that person. Like I have friends that aren't friends with my other friends and they'll be like, oh, I hate her or I don't like her. Or, She's annoying. And I just am like, yeah, well, you don't have to hang out with her. Like, I'm going to continue because she's my friend. But, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way. But that's just part of being an adult, you know, is choosing what battles to fight, I guess, if that makes sense. No, and I think we've all been guilty of this in some way or another. You know, like, if you're really strong, maybe, maybe not you. But I know definitely when I was younger, I love the tea. I love to hear about the tea, whether it's famous people, whether it's people I know. I love to, like, I'm nosy as fuck and I cannot help it as my toxic trait. I'm fucking nosy. So I like to hear all about it. But then the problem with that is, you know, once you hear about it, now you're involved. Now you're involved because you didn't tell so-and-so or because someone told you and now you know or whatever, you know, that's the hardest part is you always get sucked into it. And I definitely was not very strong when I was in high school and younger and I would do the same thing where I would like kind of talk shit just to like say, yeah, you know, just to be cool. And it's not fucking cool. And now I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, 
whatever shit I have to talk about you, I'll say it to your fucking face. Like, if I'm telling Brooke right now, like, Savannah's a fucking bitch. If Savannah was like, hey, do you like me? I would be like, you know, I don't want to associate with you. And then she'd be like, well, do you think I'm a bitch? And I would say, yeah, because I'm at the point where anything I say online or to another person or quote behind your back just because you weren't there doesn't mean I won't say it to your face. And that's just how I live my life now is and some may say like people have said that that's just aggressive or that's, you know, that's just a lot. You know, you're being a potster, you're being aggressive. And I'm like, no, I'm being honest and I'm being a lot more blunt. And I think that in a way that almost pisses people off more than if I were to go talk shit behind your back and say, no, no, no. And if I were to say, yeah, no, I said that because I think that. And like, I'll say it to people's faces now. Like, I'll call you out and say, no, you're being a fucking idiot. And some people think that like, that's rude and mean or whatever, but I don't know. That's how I live my life now. And I personally feel better at the end of the day because I know if drama were to pop off and I'm in the middle of it, I can say, this is how I feel. And this is how I said I felt. Instead of being like, well, yeah, I didn't say that. And then like, really, I said it or, oh, I said that, but like, I didn't mean it. It just, at the end of the day, just own your shit. And I think a big thing too is people like, if you don't agree with someone or you don't like someone, people label you as being like mean or whatever. Like, listen, I'm entitled to my feelings. I don't have to like every person that I come across and that's okay. Am I going to go make up rumors or slander your name? No, but am I going to say shitty things you've done or if someone's like, oh, I love so-and-so, I can freely say I have a bad past with her. I don't like her. And that's just the tea. Like, that's not even tea. Like, that's fine. I'm entitled to how I feel. I'm entitled to my personal experiences or my personal feelings. And that doesn't make me mean or whatever. Like, I could see if I was making up lies like, oh, she slept with so-and-so. And that would be me being mean. But if someone came and was like, I heard that you told savannah that you don't like me is that true i'd be like yeah i don't fucking like you like we don't have to be friends that's the great part of being an adult and no longer being in high school is you are not forced to be in the same area with someone like if we work together and i don't like you because trust me i have worked with plenty of people i don't like i'll be civil with you but that doesn't mean i have to fucking like you and that's the difference but no so just because i like i don't like someone doesn't mean i'm telling you you can't like that person like it depends on the person in the situation. If I have Becky, who I work with, who I barely fucking know, say, oh yeah, Trisha is such a bitch. I would be like, okay, we'll see. Like I'll fill Trisha out. But if Brooke comes to me and she's like, Trisha is such a bitch, I might take it a little more seriously because like the source. So inspect the source it's coming from. You don't always need to say like cut that person off. But I'm not the type of person to say, okay, you need to cut that person off. But I am the type of person to say, if you associate with them, I don't associate with you because I don't want my business getting spread. I don't, I know how they are and however may, you know, that may be. And I think as friendships, you should just respect that anyways. Like you shouldn't have to cut people off, but you should know like that person was shitty to my friend. You know, I don't want to be friends with someone who treated my friend like shit, which is fair. And it plays into a lot of like, I'm an empathizer. So if someone is like, this person hurt my feelings. I probably won't like you because you hurt my friend's feelings. It has nothing to do with a past that you or I have had or even a future present. If that's how I know you treated my friend, that doesn't mean I'm not going to like you. That doesn't mean my friend can't continue to be friends with you. Like if Tori came to me and one day was like, me and Savannah are going to be friends, which would never fucking happen. But if it did, I would respect Tori, but I don't think I could be friends with Savannah because of the way she made Tori feel. And Tori is my best friend, so I couldn't move on from that. And that's the same with Tabby. I know that 
Tori and I have open communication and open conversations about, I don't care who you're friends with. You're allowed to do whatever you want to fucking do, but this is the person that I am not okay with you, like, talking about mostly because of the, the way that they have made me feel. And I'm super defensive, too, of my friends. Like, if I know that you treated my friend like shit, like, I will not be okay with you because I'm so defensive of my friends. And I, like, everybody I surround myself with, like, I'm such a strong personality that, like, Brooke, she's so sweet. Like, my other friend, Callie, like, they're so sweet that, like, I know that, like, if you were mean to them, then you're doing it because you're an asshole. Not because, like, you guys butt heads. Like, I have a super strong personality where it's, like, I know you either love me or hate me. And, like, I accept that and that's fine. But, like, I just they're so sweet that I'm like if you're mean to my friends and you've got a fucking problem not them and I know that for a fact and I have one of my very best friends um he kind of got like done really or he got did really really dirty by a girl and the girl was trying to like make her way back through the friend group with someone else and my friend who is super, super sweet, he was like, it's okay. It's okay. Like, I don't want to tell them like who they can or can't be friends with. And I was like, no, it's not okay because she fucked you up. She, you know, did X, Y, and Z. She is not allowed back in this friend group because of the way she treated you. We all respect you and love you enough that we are not going to bring this person around knowing full well it makes you uncomfortable because that would be a shitty friendship move. That's just the tea. Is that the girl I tried to fight? Yes, that is the girl you tried to fight at the bar, and I loved every second of it. Taking off her jacket, running up the stairs to go kick some ass. And that's another story, folks. Stay tuned for another episode. <laughs> so let's get into a little bit lighter of a topic. So how did me and Brooke become friends? So I'll start with my version, and then Brooke will tell how we got there, and then we'll kind of combine our life together and our future life together. We're engaged. Spoiler. <laughs> that was so moving to Peru. <laughs> We're moving to Peru. We'll see you guys um, when we get set up. <laughs> so my friend Garrett, shout out Garrett. He said he loves our Chatterdays. I don't know if he's full of shit, but we love you, Garrett. So I went out with my friend Garrett. He's like my only guy friend. We've been friends forever. Like he's like my brother. And we go to the bar one night. And I remember I was in leggings and a crop top because we're going to the club. Like, we're going to the club. I'm like, I got to dress like ho. And so I'm like, and it's not even to like get dudes. It's to get drinks. I don't give a fit in. Yes. If you are dressed in like a button up or like a coat, you know, and like a long sleeve and like, you know, you're going to stand out like heavily. So we're at the club. I'm in a crop top and leggings and Garrett's basically there to make sure that I don't get drugged. So (laughs) we go to the bar. We're hanging out and we're chilling. And we're on this couch and I see Brooke, who hi, <laughs> who we've talked about. I heard rumors about Brooke in high school. She heard rumors. You know, it's kind of like one of those things where like I knew of her, but I didn't know her. So I guess her and Garrett were friends. And so she comes to the table. And- I get to the table and Tori is like pulling down her shirt, like trying to like, she like looks at me and her um, little Connie, we talk about Connie all the time. He goes to the daycare I worked at. And so Tori's like, I'm not a bad mom. I'm not a bad mom. And I'm like, girl, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care what you do as long as you pick your kid up by the time we we're close so I can go home. I do not care. But um, I go to talk to Garrett and eventually like I'm like, Tori, let's take a shot because that's just if I offer you a shot, that means like I want you to be my friend. So be nice to me. So, you know, Tori and I start drinking. We start, like, dancing, you know, the whole nine yards. Garrett's pretty much chilling in the corner, just making sure we both don't get fucking roofied because we are shaking our asses like nobody's business. 
this was back in my vodka days and i remember they were buying me shot after shot after shot of vodka and i was fucking gone because i'm the type of person at the club where i'm like oh i don't dance i don't dance and then two shots later i'm like let me see you shake your ass i'm shaking my ass and then i'm fucking twerking everywhere dropping it low i really think when i'm drunk i can just drop that ass to the floor and bring it back and i cannot so me and Brooke were hanging out. I'm like, I'm so embarrassed because I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna have to see these people Monday and I'm plastered in a crop top and I do not look like someone's mother, which I mean, granted I was 21. So like, it's not like I'm like 45 years old. And for the record, if you are a mom and you go to the clubs and you're wearing your crop top and you're getting blasted, as long as you're not like tossing your kid to everybody every day, I think it's fair. And my son, he goes to his dad. So obviously I have free weekends besides the point, it's still okay as a parent to go get free time. Like, no shade, no tea, go live your life, but also be a good parent. There's a good balance. So, anyways. (laughs) So, I remember Tori and I were, like, dancing so long, and, like, my other friends that were there, too. I mean, we had been dancing for so long that I remember leaving because I was like, okay, let's walk across the street and get some Lucky Slice. Tori was waiting for her ride. We were waiting for, we had a DD, but I was like, okay, we'll make sure Tori gets picked up. We walk across the street and I remember like feeling soaking wet because my sweat was dripping through my clothes. And if anyone ever goes out drinking on 25th, you know how close Lucky Slice is to every fucking bar. And so we went to Lucky Slice. I buy everyone pizza. Tori doesn't even eat hers. Garrett doesn't eat his. Tori throws up on my other friend's shoe and then her husband comes and picks her up and I send like the fucking Da Vinci code of DMs trying to make sure that he got her home safe. And I was like, is it was like capital I lowercase s and then like a bunch of like random words that were supposed to be Tori like, okay, please don't be mad at her. And I remember Zach pulled up and I like shoved my head in the window and I was like, you're Zach Flint. I follow you on Twitter. Also, please don't be mad at Tori. We got her drunk. I know because that's Zach's tea always is like you can go to the clubs whatever you know as long as you're being safe he's like but don't get so drunk that like you're impossible to get home and every time I go to the clubs and he's not there to make sure I'm responsible I get so drunk that someone has to babysit me this night I had four babysitters me and Brooke when we go to the clubs by ourselves it's a fucking disaster two very drunk girls me usually blacked out girl trying to get the fuck home is is a joke but that's a story for another day once again we will tell our drunk stories and they will be juicy and so and then I remember after this happened you know like we all kind of hung out because I was like oh that's awesome you know like because Garrett was leaving because he's in the Marines and I was like I know that he's joining or whatever you know and and we were all just hanging out and I like we all got kind of close and you know we had like a little friends friendsgiving and stuff because this was 2018 yeah this is 2018 so we were all, like, starting to get closer. That's so weird. I thought we were only friends for, like, three months. It feels, like, so short but so long. But, so, <laughs> we, like, all start hanging out. And then Brooke's boyfriend at the time, he comes up to me. And he's like, you really got to be good to Brooke. You know, I really want you to be her friend. Like, she really needs some good friends. And I was like, okay, buddy. And he was like, no, like, I really want you to be her friend. Like, just up my asshole. And I was like, okay, well, now I'm not going to be her friend because her boyfriend's weird. And I was like, okay, buddy. And so... <laughs> so I was like okay yeah and then I'm thinking you know like Brooke and I are like friends like you know but I'm like I don't know we'll see where this goes and I don't know how I don't know maybe from working at the bar together and then we actually like so we worked at the bar together and then she was telling me about this job where her and my other friend were working at 
And she's like, oh, yeah, they're hiring. And I was like, I'll apply. So I applied and got the job. And then from there, we became, like, inseparable. And that's how you're listening to this podcast today, boys and girls. We are attached at the nipple and the labia lips. And it's just so funny how, like, we literally went from strangers in a bar to being so close. And, like, we both had our mutual friend Garrett. And now we are so, 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 so tight. We're, like, each other's best friend. And it's so fucking weird. And it's crazy because, like, I feel like the people that you bond with so hard in such a short time, like, it can either be the best thing or the worst thing because either you have a massive falling out just as hard as you had a falling in or you just grow so close and like we are inseparable. And I think the podcast is awesome for our friendship because now we have to force ourselves to get together like once a week, which it's not forcing, but it's like an excuse to be like, oh yeah, I gotta go hang out at Brooks <laughs> for six hours. Literally before we filmed this, my fiance was home and he was showering before the bar and I like opened the curtain to give him a kiss and he like turned around and like gave me a dirty look and I was like what and he's like oh I thought you were Tori and I was just wondering why you were annoying me like he wasn't like oh my god Tori's gonna see me naked he was just like oh it's fucking Tori being Tori and literally every time I go to Tori's house like Zach's face of like just disappointment like I'm gonna have to listen to you to ramble for the next six hours like Conrad's always like, are you going to stay here? Because that's how often I'm over there. We literally get together at least once a week. And if we don't see each other every like three days, we're like, I miss you. I love you. I miss you. We're like, I text her sweeter messages than I text Zach. I'm like, I miss you. How are you? How's your, how's your health today? How's your mental? How are you doing? I love you. I want to kiss you. Not really, but like kind of. Yeah, no, we are like literally up each other's ass all the time and our fiancés are love it our fiancés are sick of it um my brother and tori have declared that tori is the new favorite sister me and bailey are out it's tori i mean my mom invited like we're talking about like planning a girl's trip my mom's like okay make sure tori's free like the whole nine yards and i'm like okay like it's just so weird because if you would have asked me like in 2018 like would you guys be doing this today i'd be like no, like not at all. So it's, like Tori said, it's just so weird, like who you become close with and who becomes your best friend. Oh, yeah. It's like so crazy because I feel like it happened overnight. Like we were like friends, you know, like acquaintances or whatever. And then we were like best friends. And now that the podcast, like we're so far up each other's ass. Like, like I said, I love it. Like I, <laughs> I love Brooke. She's so nice. And I feel like I, in the relationship, like take control and I'm like blunt and I'm like, no, here's the tea. And I'm aggressive. And then Brooke's all, she keeps me level. You know, she keeps me, she keeps me sane. At the same time though, when we get together, we are like, we're ourselves. And then when we get together, we are like different people. We hype each other the fuck up. We are like ourselves on crack when we're together. We talk the most vulgar shit. We are wild. We are loud. We are crazy. And so I think we are a perfect match. I also agree. You are the yin to my yang. The nipple to my breast. The labia to my lips. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> but yes, with that being said, ditch your toxic friendship. If you were looking for a sign, this is your fucking sign. Ditch your toxic friendship. Go make a new best friend. There are people out there and you'll find your, your princess bride one day, man. My little Brooklyn bridge. This is, honestly, this is the best lesson is ditch your toxic friends because Brooke was in a toxic friendship. The girl hated me. 
And now look at us. We're fucking thriving. We're hyping each other up. We're living our best fucking lives. And now Tabby is crying in a corner because she fucking sucks. And with that being said, we are going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. <laughs> Callie, Ashley, <laughs> Garrett, and Jesus, even though I know he ain't listening. Um, we love you all so much. And we are so glad to be a part of our family. Goodbye.